Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Hello, my wondering friend. Welcome to another episode of the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. You know, today we're going to go to one of these countries that I feel like it's a little overlooked by its neighbors or in favor of its neighbors, I guess is how I want to put that. And this is the little country of Wales. Now, If you know anything about Wales, you know it is part of the United Kingdom, and it kind of sits there right alongside of England. And then you've got beautiful Scotland up to the north. You've got Ireland across the Irish Sea, along with Northern Ireland. And Wales sometimes just gets a little overlooked. Now, I do have another episode on Wales. Um, It's on Anglesey. I can't remember which number it is, but I'll put a link to it. But this time I want to talk about a little town that I think has, well, let's put it this way. It has a major site that is just incredibly wowing. So it makes it worthwhile to go here. This is the town of Carnarvon. Now, it looks like (laughs) Carnarvon. It's in Northern Wales, but it is spelled C A E R. N-A-R-F-O-N. And it's in the, the I think it's, the, it's a region of Gwynedd, G-W-Y-N-E-D-D. And this is all really kind of that northern part of Wales. Um, Carnarvon actually sits just to the west of Snowdonia National Park. It actually sits a little bit, I Back in the episode on Anglesey, I talk about the Menai Strait, and it kind of sits down towards the southern end of that strait. And what Carnarvon has, if you're looking on the map, and then if you start seeing it, you're going to see this big castle. And that's mostly what we're going to talk about. But I do want to talk about some other great features about this little town and why it's a good place to go maybe spend the day there, depending on where you're staying. You may be staying nearby. You may be staying up around Anglesey in that area. You can make a day trip here. If you're staying more over into Snowdonia National Park, which I am hoping to do an episode, a future episode on here soon, but you may be staying over in one of the towns over that way, this is going to make a really great day trip. But you can also stay here because it does have kind of, you know, some fun little pubs and a little bit of liveliness. And plus you have this beautiful, beautiful castle. So let's kind of dive into a little bit about Carnarvon. So before I get to the castle, there is one thing that I do want to say, and that is the location. Now, you can probably see it on the map and kind of see where it is. So here's the nice thing about it. You've got the Menai Strait to the west, and then you have the mountain peaks of Snowdonia National Park 
to the east. There's lots of trees around. So it's a very picturesque location because in fact, you've got the water, you've got the peaks, you've got lots of trees around. And not only along with just it being beautiful, it's also convenient because Carnarvon actually sits along a main road that kind of runs along that that coastal part right, right there in Northern Wales. So it's it makes it kind of easy to get to, which is kind of nice. You know, you're not like having to drive down some tiny little lanes and all that kind of stuff, especially if you're kind of pressed for time. So getting to Carnarvon is actually pretty darn easy. So I like that. I like the fact that not only has a beautiful location, but it's also kind of convenient. I want to dive into the castle. This is going to take up most of the time because this really is the highlight. But there's a few other things that I want to kind of note about Carnarvon and what makes it a good place, not only to visit, but also to perhaps base yourself for a couple of nights if you want to stay in this part of Wales. So let's talk about this castle. This is kind of one of those original kind of Norman castles, or I guess it's is it Norman, it's Edwardian. So it kind of dates back to about the late 11th century. King Edward I began to replace what was there then in 1283, he started to replace it with what you are seeing now after England defeated Wales. That was in 1283. He also built some stone, some town walls, like some fortification walls, like around the town. We're going to get to those. But Carnarvon is one of eight major castles built by King Edward I in Wales, and in particular in North Wales. For two centuries, Carnarvon really served as the capital of North Wales, and that castle was the center of life for a couple of centuries. And then in typical European or British style, there were more wars. (laughs) So war broke out again. And then in like the 15th century, the castle was still okay, but it kind of began to fall into disrepair in the 1600s. And it stayed that way until the 1800s. And that's when the state decided to fund the repairs. So they brought this castle back to life, if you will, and kind of rebuilt it. And it is an absolutely impressive as hell, magnificent fortress, castle. And it's also part of, it's along with some of the other castles in Northern Wales, it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It is huge. I saw one, I saw the Bomaris Castle, which is another of the Edwardian castles. And I saw from a distance, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. There's another one that's nearby. This one, Carnarvon, is just, it's it's huge. And you can actually go into and walk around on so much of it. You can go up into towers. You can walk across the ramparts. There are some museums in some of the the areas as well. So you can kind of get an idea of what life was like. Um, You get an idea of the Welsh military, things like that. It is a worthwhile site and it's a site that requires a lot of time. I would Don't say, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm going to spend an hour or two hours. You can easily spend the whole day there. I'd allow at least a half a day. So I want to just, I want to stress that. The other thing that's really cool about this castle 
is that this happens to be where they crown the Prince of Wales. So when the current Oh, I kind of have such a hard time calling him King Charles. <laughs> I still want to call him Prince Charles. So King Charles, when he was crowned as Prince of Wales, it was done there at Carnarvon Castle. If you actually Google that, you will see footage of the now deceased Queen Elizabeth II kind of doing, you know, the ceremonial thing with then Prince Charles when he became Prince Charles of Wales. So it's it's kind of a big deal in this particular this particular castle. It has a lot of ceremonial and traditional ties to it. So not only is it just such an impressive site, but you also kind of have this more recent sort of history that is tied to it. That's kind of what happens. I don't know if they if they did that with uh with William now that he's He's a prince, the Prince of Wales. I wonder if they're going to do that once Charles is goes through his coronation here in May. So that's a good question. So I'll have to look, I'm going to look that up afterwards. So this castle, like I said, it it seriously is one of the most impressive sites I've ever seen. The other nice thing about it is because you get to go up into these places, and yes, you're going to have to walk. And there were some narrow little <laughs> stairwells that I went up, but when you're up on the the ramparts, you get views. You get views across the Menai Strait. You get views across the town. You get views back to Snowdonia National Park where the where the peaks are. So it's worthwhile just even for the views. The views are magnificent from up there. But if you are a castle person, do not in any way, shape, or form miss going to Carnarvon Castle. It really is such an impressive sight. And like I said, I really like it because, you know, sometimes you go into some places and they have so much shut down where you can't actually get into places. You can really get around a lot of this. Plus, the other thing is it's like, you know, if it's kind of an oblong or oval shape or something, but the inner courtyard, I mean, the day I went actually happened to be a pretty nice day. And there were like people out there with their kids and the kids are running around with little swords in the grassy areas in the middle. So you can take your family and kind of make a day of it. You can, you know, maybe even pack a little bit of a lunch. And if the weather's nice, you can do that. You can just go and sit in the grandeur of this castle in the inner, you know, inside of it on the lawn there and just take it all in. It really is a spectacular sight and not to be missed. So Carnarvon Castle. It really is the center of the town of Carnarvon. So what else then is there to do? Well, again, that really is the main part of Carnarvon. But I do want to say, as I said before, it is a good place to base yourself because it will allow you to get to other places. You can get to places kind of up near Anglesey, a little bit further up into Northern Wales or over to Snowdonia National Park. And there are places to stay. There are places to eat and drink. So a couple of the places that I just want to throw out there for eating and drinking are there is a place called the Black Boy Inn restaurant. It also actually has rooms. So you could stay there. My friend Lynn and I ate there and I had, I know I had some sort of seafood and I think I I had a wee dram of some sort of whiskey. And I remember the food being very, very good. Lynn's food was good as well. And 
it just had that old world sort of in pub cozy feel, the dark wood and the fire and the old furniture. So if you like that kind of thing, this is a great place to eat, maybe have a drink, maybe both. You might want to check out the rooms. Great location, kind of right there in the heart of town. So that might be one place to check out. I also had just kind of, I went to this little like kind of cafe restaurant. They were kind of, it was kind of towards the tail end of lunch, but I, it was called Wall, W-A-L, and it was kind of on this nice little pedestrian way. And I sat outside and I just ordered some chips and I got a Welsh beer and I could sit outside and I could look up this, the, the pedestrian little lane and I could see the castle. So that was really nice. Beer was good. So that's a nice little spot to also consider. There are also kind of, there's an Italian restaurant, there's a Greek restaurant, there's definitely um, places for takeaway, fish and chips in particular. So there are plenty of places to eat and drink in Carnarvon. It does have a good tourist infrastructure because of the castle and because of its location on that main road. So that's good to know. It's a town of about 10,000. So, you know, you definitely have that. Plus there is a supermarket. Um, I remember stopping in the supermarket. So you'll definitely have enough in the way of tourist amenities if you decide to stay here. So the other thing I kind of want to mention here is that there are also some fun shops. Um, if you, there's definitely your kind of kitschy castle shops, shall I say, <laughs> you know, the places that have all the, that will have like your, your little knight costumes or your swords or the, um, you know, t-shirts and things like that. But there are also, there's like this wonderful bookshop that is called Palace Print. A lot of Welsh books and Welsh language books because, you know, the Welsh have their own language. Really, really cute bookshop. So um, you definitely want to go in there. I think I picked up some a little book on the, on the castles there. I happen to be a fan of jewelry. It's an easy souvenir to buy myself. And I went into a place called Anne Catherine Evans Jewelry Shop. Beautiful jewelry, if that's there. They also had like sculptures, like everything was, you know, made by local artisans. So I'm always a fan of going in places like that. And then there are like all the other little like kitschy shops, you know, if you want some Welsh souvenirs, then you might want to go to a place like Occasions Welsh Greeting Cards and Gift Shop, which I believe was near the castle. And so if you want to do a little shopping, this is a nice little town also to pick up some things, whether regardless of what your tastes are. The other thing I would say is this is also just a wonderful town to wander around the streets. Now I say that about a lot of these small towns because it really is. But the nice thing about Carnarvon is you also have these town walls. So if you go out beyond like by the castle and you're along the water, you can actually walk in an area where you would kind of be like just on the outside of the town walls, but then you get to go through some of the gates. So the the stone archways, which is really cool. So you'll see some of those kind of out there by the water, but there's also one that I remember walking through as I was kind of, after I think I had parked, 
and I was walking kind of into town, kind of walking towards the water. And I was walking down a, a small, eh, cars were so allowed down it, but it was a small kind of narrow lane. And I went kind of through the the city gates again. And it's just a really cool thing to do is I always kind of find that really interesting to be able to walk through the old city gates and to kind of really get a feel for what the town would have been like way back when, when there were actual gates there. Now the, you know, the the drawbridge or the, you know, the gated part is gone, but you still have this kind of stone archway that you kind of go under. Very, very cool. I think it's just a fun little town to wonder about and get a little lost because of that. There's some great little pedestrian ways. So that's kind of Carnarvon in a nutshell. There's not a whole lot here outside of the castle, but I wanted to do a short episode on this place because I do think that for anyone who is interested in seeing castles, especially, you know, from the from that sort of English-British side, Carnarvon is a must. It, it like I said, it is spectacular. Basing yourself there would actually enable you to see a couple of other castles from there. You could go up to Beaumaris and you could go up to the one that Okay, I got to look it up because it's driving me crazy. I can't remember the name of it. Conwy, that's it. C-O-N-W-Y. It's a little further up the coast um, as you would kind of of circle around and maybe start to head back east uh, on this road that you would start kind of going back towards the the eastern part of, of Wales. So that's the other one. And that one I think is pretty well preserved and, and looks really nice too. But I think Carnarvon is definitely bigger and definitely worthy of your time. So I think I'm just going to kind of end it there. Again, I would say it makes a great base though for seeing some other things around. Getting over to Anglesey, I'll put a link to the show in the show notes to that episode because Anglesey is definitely worth some time. And then I'm hoping to do an upcoming episode on Snowdonia National Park because Carnarvon would make a really good base for getting then just a little bit inland. You just have to make a short drive to the east and that would take you into a beautiful, beautiful national park of Snowdonia National Park, just a stunning place. So Carnarvon makes a great base and you get to look out at that castle all the time. Okay. So I'm just going to throw out a few reminders. Hey, remember, if you want to make a donation to the podcast or the blog or to Wonder Your Way in general, just go over to wonderyourway.com and you will see the little coffee cup kind of hanging out down there in the lower right-hand corner. You know, I have to give a shout out to, oh gosh, I just got somebody recently as I'm actually recording this, which is in mid-February. Jocelyn. Jocelyn actually bought me five coffees, five glasses of wine, as I always say. So sweet of her. Thank you. Thank you, Jocelyn. I just wanted to give her a shout out because it was just really sweet. She said, I just appreciate all the, the all the, the information that I put out there. So thank you, Jocelyn, for that. I just wanted to give a shout out. So if you want to do a little bit of a donation, I so appreciate it. You know, like I said, there are no ads on the podcast and I, for now, I'm going to keep it that way. That may change, but we'll see. And I do invite you to, again, just pop over to the website, wonderyourway.com. And if you're not on the email list, get on the email list so you can get all the information. I'm always putting out really good information on Europe travel destinations, on tips. There is my end of the month 
wrap up where I kind of also throw out a few interesting articles on Europe travel that I think you might like or get some good information from, get some good tips from. And uh, yeah, I don't inundate you with too many emails. I promise I'm not that type of person. I hate when you get emails like every day from people. It's like, leave me alone. Anything else? Yeah. Be sure, go over, leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. Again, it just really helps with the algorithms. It helps render your way be found by more people. The more reviews that I get kind of just makes me, makes it seem like it's a more important podcast. I hope it's important. I hope it's important to you. And again, thank you for tuning in and listening. I always appreciate it. And if you want to hit me up at lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com and send me an email. And if you just have some suggestions for the podcast or the blog or anything else, I am always open to your suggestions and I always reply. So thanks again. I hope you have a great day and happy travels. 